everyone. Welcome to New Point Community Church. Thanks for joining our podcast today. We pray that this series and this message inspires you to grow your faith and builds your relationship with Jesus. Enjoy today's message. Good morning, New Point. How are we doing? I trust you're doing great. I want to give a shout out to those of you in Canton and Worcester and Millersburg and Coshocton and Cambridge and in T County. It's so good to be with you. And I'm excited about what we're going to be looking at and talking about over the next several weeks. But before we jump in, I just want to encourage you with everything that I have to participate in the 21 days of prayer. Prayer does more than what you think because God is doing more than what you can see. I don't know where I'd be without a prayer life. I don't know where I'd be if I didn't have people interceding on my behalf. Prayer is incredible. It's the lifeline. It's the way in which we connect with God. It's the way in which we bring God to earth and in our marriages and in our family and in our community and in our schools. And everything that touches you and me and affects you and me, prayer can make a difference. So I want to encourage you to do that. You can pick up uh, 21 Days of Prayer devotional uh, at your campuses, or you can just go to newpoint.org slash 21 days, and you can just download it. But let me encourage you to take full advantage of it. Now, if you've attended New Point for very long, whether it's a month, a year, a decade, whatever, you've heard us talk about taking your next step. It's just been a theme that that we have had throughout the years. And we use that phrase as a metaphor to describe the process of discovering and experiencing a relationship with Jesus Christ. Because coming to know Jesus is not an event. You're entering into a relationship. And so Jesus calls you and I, and he gives you and I an invitation. He did it 2,000 years ago. And he's offering it to you and me and to everyone today. Matthew records it when he says this, come follow me, come follow me. And so we're kicking off this new series, Getting It Right, The Road to Your Next Step. Because Jesus wants you to follow him. Not a set of rules, not a set of traditions. He wants you to follow him. He wants you to respond to him in a concrete, deliberate, intentional way. He wants you to take steps towards him. And even though it was 2,000 years ago, he is still inviting people today. And I'm gonna invite you to follow him today. And so what we're going to do today is we're going to look at laying a foundation for the steps that I'm going to call you to over the next several weeks. And today, the whole theme is this, decide, decide. God has poured out his grace upon you and me. And you say, what is grace? Grace is when you and I receive what we need, not what we deserve, And I want you to decide to embrace that, to live in that, to walk in that, to make an intentional decision. Because here's what I believe. Everybody ends up somewhere in life. So why not end up there on purpose? Huh? Y'all okay? You're gonna end up somewhere in life. 
Why not decide today that you're going to end up somewhere on purpose? And so in life, it's very, very important that you and I get off to a, a good start, a great start, to get out of the box. And no matter how long you've been walking with Jesus, I want to encourage you to embrace this. You see, in the physical world, if you had a baby, guess what you get? You get one of these little things, at least you used to. You know what it says? Your baby's growth and development. And you receive that from your doctor. And every time you would come back to your doctor, you would mark up this little book because you wanted your baby to grow up to be strong and healthy. And if they were not progressing in that, then guess what? The alarms were set off. Something was drastically wrong. If they're not lifting their head, if they're not doing this, if they're not doing that, and you had it right here, you recorded it because it was that important. And anytime that baby was unable to hit those marks, your son, your daughter, my son, my daughter, then what happens is it raised great, great concern. And as a loving mother, as a loving father, you would do anything necessary to make corrections, to find out what is going on here. This is not right. And so it's true in the spiritual world. There are certain steps, there are certain things that needs to be happening in your life if you're really following Jesus. You all okay? You need to be saying, am, am I following Jesus? Am I taking these next steps? Or somewhere have I gotten off course? And if you have, let me tell you, it's more important than the physical because your physical body is gonna to cease to exist, but your spiritual person is gonna live forever and ever. And yet for some reason or another, we give more attention to our physical that will end than our spiritual that will live forever and ever. You see, just like in this little baby book here, there's little things that they are supposed to be doing in the first three months, in the first six months, in the first nine months, 12 months. So it is in your life and my life when we're born again. You see, by, a, by the time a person is 13 years old, listen to me, by the time a person is 13 years old, their belief system is already intact. Their value system is already intact. Their worldview is already intact. And so that's why we give so much to our next gen here because we know that we're shaping and we're molding and we're developing and mom and dad, we wanna partner with you. It's, it's, it's a team. Now, maybe you didn't have the privilege of growing up in a home of where your mom and dad were intentional in teaching you how to follow Jesus and the spiritual truths of life. And so what happens is these steps are more difficult and more challenging because you're hearing stuff that maybe you've never heard before. Maybe you've never learned before. And now maybe you came to know Jesus Christ as an adult. And so when you hear this truth, there's, a level of resistance in you 
because you didn't have the opportunity of learning about God and his ways early in life. And so it's so important that, that you and I decide today that you know what, Jesus, I wanna follow you and not at a distance. I wanna follow you close. And you're gonna hear some things that you know what, may go against your natural way of thinking, but I wanna encourage you to embrace it. You see, Jesus always had this challenge. And we read in John, John is recording the words of Jesus and here's what he writes. Many of his followers, Jesus, heard this and said, this teaching is too hard. Who can listen to it? Wow. So you, you might hear some challenging things over the next several weeks. And, and because you came to Christ later in life or because it was not developed in you as a child, your natural tendency is going to be to resist it. You're gonna say, who can listen to this stuff? John records this. He says, without being told, Jesus knew that they were grumbling about his teaching. Have you ever grumbled about my teaching? Huh? So he said to them, does this make you wanna give up? Does this make you wanna give up? Because now you're hearing and now you're learning what it means to take your next steps in following Jesus. And there'll be something inside of you that will say, I didn't sign up for this. Well, this is what it means to follow Jesus. And many people, sad to say, respond like they did in Jesus' day. Here's what John says. From this time on, many of his disciples turned their back and no longer followed him. Wow. Happens all the time. No longer following Jesus. Oh, you might say that you're a Christian, but that's not the question. Jesus didn't call you and I to be a Christian. Did you know that? He called you and I to follow him. And so I don't want you to miss a weekend. I want you to be here every weekend. I want you to decide, hey, you know what? I'm gonna be here every weekend and that you will make this a priority. And so I wanna help you what it means to follow Jesus, that you can decide today. And Paul gives us the greatest reason. Here's what he says. It is in Christ that we find out who we are. Do you know anybody who's still looking for themselves? I just don't know who I am. I just don't know what I'm about. I don't even know what I'm living for. You find it in Christ. That's why he calls us to follow him. He says, it is in Christ that we find out who we are and what we are living for. That's called grace. Long before we first heard of Christ, he had his eye on us. Did you know that? Before you even heard about Christ and his life and his death and his resurrection, he had his eye on us and had designed us for glorious living, abundant living, a part of the overall purpose he is working out in everything and everyone. He wants to work it out in everything and everyone as we follow him. And so I wanna give you three truths about grace. And I'm just laying the foundation and I hope that you will decide this. Grace, first of all, is a person. His name is Jesus. We find grace in a person, not an event. All right, what did Paul say here? He said, it is in Christ that we find out who we are and what we are living for. It's his grace. He did for you and me what we could not do for ourselves. He didn't give us what we deserved. He gave us what we needed. And what we needed was what? Pardon. And so 
Grace is not only a person, but grace is pardon. And it comes through the person of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ came and became sin even though he knew no sin, so that you and I could be forgiven of our sins and be pardoned of every wrong that you and I have ever done. Is that a great deal or what? Is that good news? That's incredible news. That my sin will no longer be held against me, that it's been moved away. I don't have to live in condemnation and shame. I don't have to expect punishment. Jesus took my punishment. He pardoned me of every wrong thing that I've done. And today I invite you to decide to accept his pardon so that it can be placed on your life like it's placed on my life. Not guilty, not condemned, forgiven. And if you've never given your life to Jesus Christ, would you today decide that you're gonna give your life to him and you're gonna follow him all the days of your life? You're gonna take your next step. And what is that next step after we accept Jesus Christ as the forgiver of our sins and the leader of our life? It's baptism. It's baptism. And baptism is an outward sign of an inward work. It's like this wedding band. This, this wedding band, you know what this means? Dwight's off the market. That's what it means. Somebody has captured my heart. My heart belongs to somebody. My allegiance belongs to somebody. I'm in relationship with somebody. Her name is Patty. And when I go public with my faith and I'm baptized, what I'm saying to the world, my family, my friends, everybody, I've decided to accept the invitation to follow Jesus. My sins have been pardoned. And I am in love with him. And my allegiance, my loyalty is with him. And what happens is we baptize by immersion. That means you go under the water, which means you die to, listen to me, you die to your old ways and then you come up and you're a new creation, which gives me the third thing about grace and grace is power. Grace is power. You see, what happens is baptism means you die to your old way of life and now you're being resurrected to follow Jesus with all of your heart. And he will give you the power to overcome any obstacle and every obstacle that you face. Any of it. No matter how hard, no matter how difficult or challenging it is. Peter experienced this when Peter received the invitation to follow Jesus. Look what he writes. He says his power, that's his grace, has given us everything, not most things, everything required for life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us. What he is saying is this, he will give you the power to take your next steps so that what happens is you can live this glorious life that he has purchased for you and that he gives you. You see, listen, when you experience his grace, the person of Christ, his pardon, his power, it'll help you to make better decisions. It'll help you to become financially wise. You ready for this? It'll make you a better spouse, a better parent, a better friend, a better leader. It'll make you less anxious. Anybody anxious this morning? You need the power of God's grace in your life. It'll make you more courageous. It'll make you more compassionate and less bitter. You see, that's God's grace and I'm calling you to decide to accept his invitation, first of salvation, second of baptism, 
and then to decide to follow him. And he will, listen, he will empower you so much that you know what? You won't think about just the here and now. You'll think about eternity. You'll think about forever. And this is so important. Listen to me. This is so important in following Jesus because Jesus talked about the kingdom of God a lot. He talked about the future. He talked about eternity. And what happens is Jesus calls you and I to follow him, to take our next steps because there's more to living than just dying. We're gonna live forever and ever with him. And life is a test. We see this is recorded from Luke, Jesus's first message. And in Jesus's first message, guess what? He's talking about following him. Here's what he writes. Blessed are you when men hate you and when they exclude you and when they revile you and cast out your name as evil for the son of man's sake. Rejoice in that day and leap for joy for indeed your reward is what? Great in heaven. You see, Jesus here is revealing why you and I, okay, can know his grace his pardon, and his power, that you and I don't have to respond to life and circumstances and even people the way that everybody else does. Why? Because we have him living within us. And Jesus here, okay, describes a connection between something you do for God and something you receive from God. You receive his grace, forgiveness, and pardon, and and, and joy, but we do something for him out of following him. Listen to me, not to get him to love us more, he will never love you more, but because of his love for us. And so what he says is this, when you accept the invitation to follow me and you take your next steps, listen to me, there will be a reward for you. And this is huge. Look at what scripture has to say. And this is Jesus. He will reward you for each according to his works. Wow, look at this. You will have treasure in heaven. Luke goes on and says, you will be blessed for you shall be repaid at the resurrection. This is incredible. See, see here's, here's what I want you to understand. As, as we talk about these next steps, here's what the enemy is gonna say to you. Well, this is how they do church. They need this from you to keep the big, sheen, the big machine oiled and moving. And I'm telling you, it's a lie. You don't do this to keep New Point moving. We're not encouraging you to take your next step to keep uh, New Point going forward. We're encouraging you to take the next step because Jesus invites you to follow him. Why? Because eternity is a long, long time. And most of us never think about eternity, but grace will help you to think about eternity. You see, there's two truths about eternity that we need to to understand if we're going to fully embrace this invitation and decide today that we're gonna take the next step. One is belief determines where you will spend eternity. Do you know that? This unlocks the door to eternal life and it determines where you will spend eternity. That's why Jesus's first invitation is to salvation. 
And if you've never given your life to Jesus Christ, today you can. I'm gonna give you that opportunity. But your belief in him, that he is grace and that he gives pardon for all men and women of their sins when they put their faith and trust in him determines where you will spend eternity. Now, you ready? Take a deep breath, okay? Because here's a truth that many of us do not know and do not understand. Behavior determines how you will spend eternity. Y'all okay? Huh? This unlocks the door of rewards and will determine how you spend eternity. You okay? Hit the person next to you. Because most people don't, most people don't get this. Most people don't even think about this. You know, I talked to Dwight. I, I just want you to know, man. I, I, I just hope, I just hope somehow, some way, I, I can get into heaven. You can. It's by grace. Decide to accept the person of grace, Jesus Christ. But the fact of the matter is, your belief determines where you will spend eternity. Your behavior determines how you will spend eternity. That's rewards. That's rewards. And Jesus taught this over and over and over again, that great is your reward. I have my reward with me in my hand. And what he's gonna do is he's gonna reward people. Ready for this? Who followed him. Who took their next steps with him. They weren't Christians. Y'all okay? They were followers of Jesus Christ. And Paul took this. And he taught it in all of his letters to all of his churches that he planted. Let's look at a couple. Right here to 1 Corinthians, here's what he says. He uses the analogy of sports, okay? Because they were sports crazy just like we're sports crazy. He says, all athletes are disciplined in their training. They do it to win a prize that will what? Fade away. I know this, take this by faith, okay? I got a box of trophies. Would you like to see them? Nobody else does, so maybe some kind person here today will say, Dwight, I'd love to see your trophies. They're in the basement in a box. They faded away. You don't even believe I was an athlete, okay? (laughs) But we do it for what? An eternal prize. He says there's people who take their next steps in their golf, in their basketball, in their baseball, in their football, in their music, in their cheerleading, in whatever, in their career. But they do it for a a reward that will fade, that will be here and gone. And he says, but we do it for a different reason. We do it for a reward that will last forever and ever. So you have to decide, you have to have the mindset. I'm gonna decide to follow Jesus and not just be a Christian. Y'all okay? Why? Because it determines how I'm gonna spend heaven. Now, granted, belief is the most important thing. But I tell you, close on its heels is your behavior. Y'all right? He tells Timothy this, train yourself towards godliness, keeping yourself spiritually fit. For physical training is of some value, useful for a little, get you in those genes, okay? But godliness, spiritual training is useful and value of a value in what? Everything and in every way. Check this out. For it holds promise for the present life and also for the life which is to come. Wow. 
He's saying, Timothy, this is a reliable and worthy of complete acceptance by everyone. He is saying, hey folks, hey, hey, listen to me, listen to me. Following Jesus means that you train yourself. You know, I, I hear people say this all the time and it drives me nuts, okay? Uh, I'm trying. Do you know the Bible never uses the word try? You okay? The Bible never uses the word try. You know what the Bible uses? The word train. Train, take your next step. Decide right now. I'm gonna train. I'm gonna train myself to be like Jesus. I'm gonna train myself to follow Jesus. This is not some haphazard relationship. I need to decide. I need to, I need to be intentional. I need to take those next steps. And guess what? His grace will give you the ability to do that. God will never, ever ask you to do something that he will not give you his grace and his power to do. So everything that we're talking about this month, you can do. There's no excuses before God, none. Because he promises to give you and I the grace. And so if I'm gonna train, guess what I gotta do? I gotta go to the gym. What's the gym for you and me? It's right here today. It's the weekend. It's the weekend service. We're going to the gym. Look at what the Hebrew writer says, okay? The Hebrew writer uh, uh, talks about this in light of what Paul says. He says, let us seize and hold tightly to the confession of our hope without wavering. What's, what's, what's our confession? We're followers of Jesus. For he who promised is what? Reliable and trustworthy and faithful to his word. He will give you and I what we need to take our next step. And let us consider thoughtfully how we may encourage one another to love and to do good deeds, to take our next steps. You need that. You need to be encouraged to take your next step. That's, that's why it's so important to have a workout partner if you go to the gym, because there's some mornings, there's sometimes you don't feel like doing it and they're there to what? Encourage you. Hey, you know what? This is important. This is important. This is why this is so important here. Not forsaking our meetings together as some believers, okay, for worship and instruction are in the habit of, but encouraging one another and all the more faithfully as you see the day of Christ approaching. Why? Because when Christ, listen to me, when Christ comes and he says that time will be no more, guess what? He'll have his rewards for you and me who have followed him. And so it's important that you and I do not forsake the assembly of togetherness, that we come together. And I wanna just share in closing three things, okay, of why this is so important. Because when we come and we meet like this, it does three things. It causes us to focus on God, okay? Listen, these days are not easy. We're distracted by details. We have disruptions. We have dead ends. We have delays. We have difficulties. We have disappointments, all of those things. And you and I need to be able to come and regather ourselves, if you will, and refocus on God. And the more you choose to focus on God, you magnify him, the less your problems will defeat you and discourage you and disappoint you. The second thing is, is to face life problems. You got problems, I got problems, all God's children got problems. And so what happens is if we're gonna take our next step, we've gotta focus on God, we gotta come back and refocus on him, but we've gotta focus our problems because life gets in the way, right? And life is a series of problems. You're either in a problem right now 
You're coming out of one, okay, or you're going into one. And so that's why here at New Point, we, we, we just teach in a practical way of helping you to take your next step, whatever it is in life. That's why Jesus birthed the church. It's part of his grace for you and me. And then finally, to fortify your faith. And what does fortify mean? It means to strengthen, to develop. To strengthen and develop. So let me help you with something. You're gonna end up somewhere. Do you know that? You're gonna end up somewhere. Why not end up somewhere on purpose? Huh? I mean, I've done hundreds and hundreds of weddings. Nobody ended up wanting to get a divorce, but they did. You know why? Because they didn't take next steps in their relationships. <laughs> All right? Once, once the dating was over, it was done. And many people treat their relationship with Jesus that way. Hey, I said the prayer. I asked him into my life. I asked him to forgive me. And you don't take your next step. And what happens is then it becomes dry. And then you begin to question. And then you begin to lag behind. And really you quit following Jesus. And it's evident to those around you. And so today I'm asking you to decide. Decide what? To follow Jesus. Give your heart to him 100%. I'm asking you to decide to take the next step and that is baptism. Why? Because everybody spends forever somewhere and your belief determines where you will spend it, but your behavior will determine how you spend it, how you follow Jesus. And, and, and listen to me again. You don't take these next steps to get God to love you more. You may with people, but you don't with God. You, you do this to grow your relationship with him so that you can be what? Healthy. You see, when a baby is born, is a baby fully human? Huh? Yeah, right? Are they mature? No. When you accept God's pardon and God's grace, are you fully in relationship with him? Absolutely. Are you mature? No. That's what next steps are all about. And so I wanna encourage you to understand God's grace. I wanna encourage you to understand an eternal perspective that your belief determines how, where you will spend eternity, but your behavior determines how you will spend it. I want you to understand the importance of church. Hey, mom and dad, let me tell you this. If church is not important to you, I promise you this, listen to me. There'll come a day where God is not important to your kids. Mark it down. Mark it down. I see it happen all the time. When church is important to mom and dad, it eventually shows up in their kids and God is not important to them. And so over the next several weeks, we're gonna be talking about taking next steps. I can't wait for next week. We're gonna talk about invite and attend, inviting people into this. 
And so I wanna encourage you to make it a priority to be here because we're gonna unpack each of these steps so that what happens is you can flourish in your relationship and in your walk with Jesus Christ so that you can get it right, so that you can be on the road of taking your next step. Would you pray with me? Today, would you decide to accept the invitation of Jesus Christ? Say, Dwight, how do I experience this this grace that's found in Jesus Christ? I wanna know who I am. I wanna know what I'm living for. You'll never know that apart from grace. You'll never know that apart from Christ. And you can say a simple yet life-transforming prayer. It's just a step of many, many, many more steps that you will need to take. But you can pray a prayer and just say, God, as much as I know how and as much as I understand, I thank you for your grace, that you're giving me not what I deserve, but you're giving me what I need, pardon, forgiveness, peace, joy, and purpose. Come into my life, fill me with your grace, your power, so that I can continue to take those next steps in following you. Others of us, you've already done that. Truth be known, no, you've quit taking your next step. And your relationship with Jesus is not meaningful. It's not rich, it's not full. And he wants it to be. And he's there not to condemn you. He, he's there to help you. And maybe today you just need to decide. You know, Dwight, I, I, I've, I've decided to follow Jesus, but I've never decided to be baptized. Maybe that's your next step. But whatever it is, would you take it? Because it's vital. It's important. And so, God, we thank you for your truth we know that when we follow you, sometimes we hear teachings that rattle our cages. It bothers us. May we not turn from following you, but may we realize that you only have that which is good for us. And may we run in following you in all that you call us to in our next steps with you. And it's in Jesus' name we pray and give thanks. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. If you want to know more about us, please visit our website at newpoint.org. There you'll find past messages, parent resources, times and locations to all of our physical campuses, or you could just download our app at newpoint.org app. There you can find all those same resources just in a mobile version. We want to say thank you again for joining us and we'll see you next time.